Happy Sunday, football fans. Happy Sunday, Bills. No, it's the bye week. Oh, my God. We got the bye week blues here. But you are listening to Icy Mike's Dan Kelly, Mike Schimberski. Mike, how was your weekend, man? Uh, it's been very lethargic. And I think it's just because we don't have a game uh, today. So uh, it's kind of trying to keep busy. I'm definitely going to watch the other games uh, and root for some other uh, for, for some other teams to hopefully better the Bills standings, you know, but uh, it's just not the same football when it's not the Bills. It, it really isn't. The, the week is worse. The day goes by slower. It's just, it's just bad. Not to mention, we're obviously coming off a loss on Monday Night Football. Uh, let's talk about it. Fourth and, fourth and inches from the, what, three maybe? I'm not sure exactly what yard line we were at at that point. Is it the right call? to go quarterback sneak there and why not play for the field goal if you could force overtime? So I, I don't necessarily know if, you know, the quarterback sneak was maybe, you know, maybe it was the right call. Maybe it wasn't, but I, I think going for it was the correct call. And my why? take on that. Why, why is that the correct call? The game was so close. There were seven lead changes tied for the most in history on a Monday night football game. I don't know that, the, that that's the right decision. It's the right decision because when the Titans had the ball, they scored on six straight consecutive drives. Uh, and so they're coming away with points every time they get the ball. Instead of going to overtime and possibly losing the coin toss and letting them get the ball first and letting them pound away with Derrick Henry like they had been all game, I think it was the smart call to put the ball in the offense's hands and Josh – who were producing points and keeping the game. The reason why the Bills were even in the game was because the offense took care of business. So I would rather have my offense, who that was the only thing going right for the Bills that, that day. Uh, you got to stick with what's working. And the offense was what was keeping that team in the game uh, the entire time. So I would want the ball in Josh Allen's hands. And, you know, you just, you make that call. Uh, it's the right call because then that way you're preventing uh, the possibility of the Titans getting that ball back and, and, and knocking you right out of uh, taking the victory away from me anyways. The reason that I didn't like the call for the quarterback sneak was that earlier on in the game when they were at the goal line, they did the quarterback sneak with Allen again, and he got hit three times on the same play. I, I, I don't know if you remember that play exactly, but – he got sandwiched, man, and I was just thinking, oh, my God, that's our quarterback. He can't go down. And then they go quarterback sneak again. But it was weird because, obviously, the, the third down was, was talked about as, you know, did he get it? Did he get the first down? Mm -hmm. If that didn't happen and you could have rushed to the line faster and caught him off guard with a quick snap, I think that's okay. Obviously, Josh's leg went underneath him. That's why he didn't get it. I think if he doesn't trip, it's a fight between him and that defensive lineman, and we've seen Josh fight, and I think he gets that first down if his leg doesn't slip. But obviously it doesn't happen. The Bills go on to lose. Uh, is this – are they going to be okay? What do you think? Because in, in my eyes, they didn't get outplayed. They didn't get outcoached. They lost because Josh's leg slipped and we couldn't get a yard. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, on NFL.com, on the power rankings, they said it the best when they said that, you know, uh, the, 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 the good coaches in this league make those kind of calls. 
and you know they trusted their players and they wanted you know they they gave they gave the opportunity to Josh to make it happen and you're right his foot slipped uh and then what was said in that article is that uh the bills were probably able to go in that locker room and and think to themselves you know any other day any other night they win that game 10 out of 10 like it it just you know uh it sucks that it happened but that he slipped but they didn't they should have it in their mind that that was a winnable game and so like it shouldn't it should not sit with them as much as like getting blown out by the chiefs or something we would rather have that happen now than happen later on in the season exactly. like if that's if that's the worst thing that happens this year i think we're going to be okay um but derrick henry finally got us man it was, I, it was multiple games of holding him below, I think, 60 yards, and then he breaks that one up the middle. I know there was a holding somewhere, but, man, I'm a, I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of the Bills. I'm a fan of Derrick Henry. That man is a freaking tank, dude. Yeah, he's a beast. And, you know, I had said this earlier, too. I, I think as we were all talking on the, on the Built in Buffalo network with uh, all, all of our peers, I had mentioned, I'm like, I'm, the one thing I'm afraid of is what I call all the time is uh, getting Derrick Henry. Uh, and and I, I, I mean that because if a team, or if the Titans are able to get him going like they did on, on Monday night, uh, he's almost impossible to stop. It's just like this, this, this un relenting force and he only gets better as the game goes on because the defense gets tired so he's just and he's so tough to tackle uh he makes defensive backs make a business decision in the open field uh it's just he and and he's so much faster than i thought he was when you see him go and he once he gets into a dead sprint it's like he he's a lot faster than he looks tennessee's just an odd team man because they're good on paper they can play well, and they can also play like garbage. Tannehill oh, yeah. did not have a good game. He didn't no. have 10 completions until the fourth quarter. The Bills should have been able to take advantage of that. The Bills should have been able to take advantage of the fact that Tennessee's secondary was depleted as all hell. I, the offensive line really disappointed me against Tennessee because their defensive line isn't that great. Now it's good. It's, it's an NFL defensive line, but it's not one that I look at and, and you know – have my mouth agape scared for the team no they they should have they should have done better that was an area that i really wanted to see improve and it didn't improve throughout the entire game uh they're actually sneaky good though uh we talked about that on the pregame show the that that defensive line and their line their, their one linebacker there uh they they have a lot of pressures and i think he has quite a bit of sacks for linebackers. Their, their linebackers are fast but our offensive line has been playing well the past few weeks. I think they brought, got yeah. brought back down to earth against the Titans. So we lose. Life goes on. Obviously, we were disappointed the next day and probably maybe the next day after that. But it's yeah. going to be okay. Buffalo's going to be fine. Whatever. Tennessee lost to the Jets, okay? That's a team that, you know, you catch them on a good day sometimes. But they're also – not as dynamic as us with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. I, I'm not. I'm not that scared to meet them again. Uh, so if we have to, if the Bills have to come up uh, against them again later on in the postseason, I'm okay with it uh, because I think that they'll learn from 
some of the some of the mistakes that have been made, and uh, they'll have a whole different game plan coming in. It, we wouldn't. I don't think it'd be the same Bills team coming into that game as as it was just just Monday night. I think uh, our coach, the coaches, are smart enough to come up with a whole different scheme uh, that that'll benefit them, and they'll learn. They they learn from uh, what what happened Monday night. So I'm not. They don't scare me if we have to come up against them again. Yeah, and, and on paper, almost everybody had a good game. Diggs had a good game. Beasley had a good game. Like all the all of our guys played well. It just it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the offense the offense scored over thirty points, Dan. I mean, what, what more can you ask from from your offense? Well, they've been scoring over forty, so we needed right. that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, yeah, I mean that would have helped for sure. sure. But the defense has got to come up with a stop, you know. Uh, trade deadline, Mike, coming up November second. Um, I know you've been a proponent of Evan Ingram for a long time. Yeah. A very long time. One of the first takes I ever heard from you was about Evan Ingram. Um, Dawson Knox is out three weeks. Apparently, Buffalo is not in the tight end market from, from what I hear. Uh, they are in – I think they're looking at some corners. I don't expect anything to get done. Is there, any, is there any kind of trade that you would peruse or anybody around the league that you're looking at? Uh, yeah, uh, so no one really that I'm looking at right now. I mean, I think the Evan Ingram trade, uh, trade is something that, yeah, you've heard that from me so many times. I, I think it would be fantastic. That would just make uh, the Bills that much more dynamic. Not that there's anything wrong with Dawson Knox this season. He's doing fantastic, but uh, there's, enough, there's, there's always room for another superstar, in my opinion. So uh, that, would just, that would just make it even, even that much better. But I don't, I don't really see that happening. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did go after a corner uh, just just to try to, to improve the secondary. But if they're not spending draft picks on on cornerback number two, I don't even really know if that's a target for them either. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe offensive line is something that they go towards or running back. Uh, but Devin Singletary. I don't, I don't see running back. I don't see running back happening. Just yeah, I, mean, I, I think Moss has played well. Singletary has played okay not great but flashes yeah. here and there right uh and that's what i was saying like so they're one two punch there i think they're it's good enough to roll with this season so uh i i wouldn't be surprised if there is any if they make any moves at all uh offensive line uh, i agree trying. with that the, the chemistry yeah. is there on the team like don't get me wrong it's not the same team that went 13 and 3 last year but the chemistry on this team is is very strong and i don't see anybody being moved if if there is any kind of trade it would be with draft picks McDermott hates losing draft picks. What about around the league? Are you, are you expecting anything? Yeah. anything? So uh, I keep hearing a rumor of, uh, which, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but it's definitely been all over the place, and that's uh, Deshaun Watson to the Miami Dolphins. And so that one there is uh, – it doesn't scare me, but it does make – it would make the, the Dolphins a lot better than they are. Uh, so, I mean, do I think that that would put them over the top and be able to – and be able to dethrone the Bills as the division uh, as the division leaders. No, uh, but I think that that's a little bit scary to where maybe in a like a season or two there would be definitely some competition. Yeah, I Just think that that, that, would, that would be a problem for next year. Like if if Deshaun came to the AFC East and he had a full offseason under his belt with the coaching staff, with the receivers, with everybody on the team gelling, I think that that would be a real problem. Um, some rumors go on forever, and this has been one that has been. So I'm not, I'm not trusting anything until I see it. It's kind of like the Zach Ertz thing. 
We saw Zach Ertz to the Bills for months and months and months. And then Dawson Knox comes out and starts playing like a top five tight end and Ertz goes to Arizona. So yes. it, it, is, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not going to believe anything Deshaun Watson related until it's official NFL, like stamp it. You know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been so much talk and me and you are not for talk, man. There's no hot takes no. on mics. No, and, and, you know, here's the other thing, too, about it is, you know, they don't even know, like, the legal trouble and how, how that's even going to play out. So they don't even know – I mean, if I was a team, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're trying to upgrade from Tua, but, but I just don't think Deshaun Watson's the way to do it when he's so – his availability is just so up in the air. You don't even and, know – And Tua's even not even play. the reason that they lost last week. So no. he – you you know, I don't know. I'm – I'm torn because some teams give up on quarterbacks too easily and some teams don't give up soon enough. I think the Giants with Daniel Jones is a team that should have given up on him. He has not really shown much flashes, but I think two has still, still got a chance. Like, I don't know. It's weird for me because some guys could be in the same year and I could have different thoughts on them, even though they're the same age and, you know, it's just really with the team that you're with. And I think giving up on Tua right now might not be the best move, especially if it's for Deshaun Watson, who's in legal trouble. But, Mike, we got to get to our predictions for this week. There is, of course, less games. There's a lot of bye weeks, including ours, which makes us very upset. But there's some good football games, so let's get to it. I'll give you the first one. Kansas City at Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's riding high. Kansas City riding moderately. I mean, they won last week, but – not not in the decisive fashion that we spoke about, but they did win by a few possessions. Who do you got? Kansas City, Tennessee. I'm going to go with Kansas City. They need to they need to get their uh, they need to get their season uh, turned around. I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with who wants it more. I had mentioned this on the pregame show with the Bills and, and the Titans. I said that I, I I was afraid that the Titans were going to come out with more tenacity because they needed that win. Uh, more than the Bills did, and so when you when you know you're trying to turn your season around to get it where you want it to get your record where it needs to be, I think that players play with a little bit more intensity, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs desperately need to uh, put some wins, like string some wins together. And Tennessee's riding on a high, and I think Kansas City's going to be all about business. I'm thinking Tennessee can get it done. If they play the same way they did against Buffalo and Derrick Henry just pounds it, they're going to win that game. So they're the home team. I'm, I'm going to take the Titans. I don't think Kansas City showed me enough last week. Now, they can very easily take this game. This could be a multiple-possession game. Kansas City could blow them out. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is on that team. And the only team who's made Mahomes look really, really bad this year was Buffalo. So I don't think Tennessee's defense has that ability, but – they did keep us to 31. I'm going to go Tennessee in that game. Next up, we have Washington football team, Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with Green Bay here. Washington is, is another team that scares me on paper sometimes, but they just – I don't know. They're, they're not a finished product yet, and Green Bay has been doing relatively okay. Not, not Green Bay levels of success, but – they're they're winning games they're going to win this game against Washington any thoughts on this one yeah Ron Rivera is doing a really good job with the Washington football team I can see the potential uh they are better than they were just a couple seasons ago but 
uh, just like you had nailed it with they're just not a finished product yet. So, and Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still finding ways to win and he's going to do it again. So. I'd rather see that number 12 win than the other one in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. (laughs) All right. You're getting the AFC North battle Bengals and Ravens. I saw a stat that said last season, the Ravens outscored the Bengals in both their contests in total 65 to six. Who do you take between Cincinnati and Baltimore? The the Ravens. I mean, the Bengals, uh, their record, I think, is four and two. But I just don't think that it is true. I I think they're better. I think they're they're a team on the rise. They're they're projecting upward for sure. Uh, They're they're I think in probably next season or even in the next two seasons they'll be in the mix. Uh, They may even make the playoffs this season, but I don't think they'll go deep. Uh, But but. The point I'm trying to make is I just think the Ravens are are on a roll and the they they take this one. Yeah, I'm I'm going Baltimore. You there's nobody on Cincinnati's defense that can stop Lamar Jackson. I can't no. think I can't think of a single cornerback on their roster off the top of my head right now. And I'm a, I, I'm a big football fan. Me, me too. It's, it's one of those teams where I mean I know some of their offensive players. You know, Joe Burrow. I know and, I know the safety. I know Jesse Bates is back there. Yeah. And that's it, man. That's really that's all it. I can think of. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Okay, so we're we're both taking Baltimore there. All right, Panthers, Giants in New York. I'm going Panthers. Saquon's still out. They said he could return next week. I'm going. I'm going Panthers here. Not much to say. No, there isn't. I mean, the, the Giants are just an, an injury mess. Uh, Panthers. Is that the game being televised today since we don't play? Do you know? There's there's plenty. I, I mean, I don't usually use the like, local TV, so I, I can watch all of them. But okay. yeah, most likely it'll either be, you know, something in, that's local. So you'll probably either get the Jets game or, or the Giants. Yeah, gross. Alrighty, <laughs> next up is you. We got Miami's game, Miami and Atlanta in Florida. What do you got? That's a that that's a tough one. Uh, only because I mean Atlanta, eh, <laughs> they're they uh, they could turn it on when they when they want to on offense. But Kelvin uh, Ridley, Kelvin Ridley's playing today. He's back. Okay, so if Kelvin Ridley's back, and uh, Matt Ryan finally decided to use Pitts, and and it worked out tremendously. So. I think if he continues to uh, use Pitts in that offense, along with Kelvin Ridley being back, I'll go with Atlanta over Miami. I'm taking the Falcons too. I just Miami, man, Tua played good last week, but everybody else has to match their level to him if they're going to win games. And again, it's another thing where I just don't think it's a finished product. I think I was a lot more scared of Miami this coming into this year than I should have been. And I gave them a lot of credit. And, and credit was deserved for what they did last season. But this year, they really have not looked like the same team. Well, they're really missing Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you want my, my true opinion, because he was the one that would bail Tua out of games where he wasn't playing well. And, and he played – and he had really he, – he did a great job. I think he actually lifted that, that locker room to a, a better level on offense than, than they usually play at. So – and that's what good players do is they make other players around them better. So I think without Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's a, there's a lack of veteran leadership in the quarterback room. And, it, and I, that's, I've noticed that team is exactly what you're saying. They're not what they were last season at all. 
That's a fair assumption, and, and we're happy that Miami's not doing well. It's fine. Next yeah. up, we've got the <laughs> AFC East matchup, Jets and Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, Belichick does not lose to rookie quarterbacks very often. Uh, the Jets have not shown me anything this year. The Patriots have not shown me much, but they've shown me a little bit more than the Jets have. I'm going with New England. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Zach Wilson, he might end up becoming a good quarterback in this league. He shows flashes of potential. He's had some really nice throws here and there that like that have been impressive. Uh, did you see? You know, did you see their quarterback compare him to Allen? Did you see that a week or two ago? Just, honestly, that's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, just I, look at look at Josh Allen's first three weeks. Shut up, man. He's not yeah. Josh Allen. Just shut no. up. No, there's a there's a there was a difference. Like even when even when I saw Josh on his rookie season, there was different flashes that. Of of the of different things, we won't even get into that. Honestly, yeah, exactly. It's not not even not even on the same level, in my opinion. But I have seen some flashes of of some really really good throws from Zach Wilson. He is pretty mobile, so you know he's exactly what you kind of want in a quarterback as far as what he's able to do. But he still makes such bad decisions, especially when he tries to go deep. He thinks he can get it. He doesn't have guy. weapons either. You gotta, you gotta blame the Jets as well. This is the yeah, New York Jets, where quarterbacks go to die. Okay, yep. it's not his fault that he doesn't have anybody. It is his fault for taking those chances. But the Jets are gonna lose this game. Let's move on to the next one: Philadelphia Eagles, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Waller might not be playing today due to uh, something. I, I don't know exactly what the injury is, but they said he's gonna be a game time decision. Does that change your mind on who takes this Eagles-Raiders game? No, I'm still going Raiders. And the reason why I'm going Raiders is because now I feel like with all that controversy, just this last game, it's exactly what I thought. Honestly, I think this season now they got something to prove. Uh, They're going to play with a chip on their shoulder uh, with no longer having their head coach. And there's a lot of feelings in that locker room. But I think the players, uh, most of all, are coming together because of it. And they're really rallying behind their interim head coach. And I, I think they're going to come out with some intensity again, like they did last week. And uh, even without Waller, uh, Derek Carr's playing at a pretty good level right now. And so I, I think I think they can take that one. The Eagles are a wishy-washy team. Sometimes they play really good. Sometimes they play really bad. If I had to pick somebody, it would probably be the Raiders. They are the home team. Uh we don't go by betters stuff here, but I would guess it's probably under three. <laughs> like this is, this is going to be a close game in my opinion. Right. Detroit and the LA Rams. This is fun. It's Stafford and Goff meeting. I, this has got to be the first time they're meeting. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the stat of Goff who has never won without Sean McVay as his head coach, which is pretty sad, but uh, the Rams are better than the Lions. I told myself I was not going to pick the Lions if they lost again. And they went out and they lost on us, Mike. So <laughs> I'm going with the Rams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rams. Next one. <laughs> they, remain, they remain winless, man. Are they going to be the first 0-17 team? I don't know. It's close. Well, especially <laughs> if they're playing teams like the Rams. It's, this is not even a contest. It's, it's, they're not in the same level. All right, next up, Bears and Bucks in Tampa Bay. I think this one's easy, but take it away. Uh, the Bucks, man. Uh, of course, like they're they're playing well, and I just don't think the Bears have uh, the 
the defense to stop Tampa, and I don't think that they have the offense to keep up. Yeah, they don't have the firepower to put the points on the board the way that Tampa Bay can. Really, the, the Bucks can score with almost anybody on that offense. It's, it's pretty electric. It is. Texans, Cardinals. Um, Cardinals, <laughs> very easy. Uh, they, they have a cupcake schedule, man, really. Like, you know, obviously they, they played Cleveland and Baker got hurt, but this game is a very easy game. They're going to remain undefeated. People are still going to talk about them as Super Bowl hopefuls, but they're a young team who can make mistakes. They're going to get this one. They're not going to go undefeated this entire season. No, they won't. Uh, this will, this, I'm not going to say that they – because they are playing at a high level – uh, but I will say that they'll get a reality check soon. That's coming. I hope it's soon. I hope they have somebody freaking tough coming up. Colts and Niners are next. Niners are the home team. Take it away, Mike. Colts. Uh, I'm going to go with the Colts, honestly, because I, I think that it, it's, it's, it's taken a little bit for Carson Wentz to get You believe You believe in Carson Wentz after that one performance last week? Uh, after the Monday night, I, I think that uh, – or the Sunday night game against Baltimore, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yep. I, I, he put his team in a position to win. Uh, you know, the, the, the field goal kicker, he can't control a missed field goal. Uh, so what I'm going to say is that uh, he showed true leadership there. And they – you know, yes, they kind of let the they let the Ravens kind of climb right back into that one and take it from him, but not because of his doing. He put the team in a position to win the football game. So when it comes down to it, he made some great throws uh, that I saw there. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I think it's just it has taken some time for him to get acclimated into that system and, and get used to everybody because of him being hurt half the time. I mean, he, he's like, you know. It, More than the, half the time. Carson Wentz has made a glass, dude. I really hope he can stay healthy. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, to be honest. But, man, I, I really don't trust it. Right. Well, your chemistry can't get built if you're, if, you, if you're not on the field. So I think it's finally starting to gel, and I think that their offense will be clicking uh, today. I think this is going to be a good game. Garoppolo's coming back. I'm going to take the 49ers. Um, I think they're, they're built better in, in some areas. The defenses are very similar. I think they're both really good. It's, I think this one's going to be a really close game, a coin flip in my opinion, but – Finally, it's Saints Seahawks. Uh, no Russell Wilson. I'm taking the Saints. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah. As long as Winston doesn't throw like five interceptions, the Saints got it. Well, he did get that surgery in the off season, the LASIK, where he's able to, you know, see receivers. I think. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's helped that much. I mean, he, he has had some pretty good performances, but he's also had some pretty bad hits. Yeah, he, he's been weird. Uh, it's a, a weird a roller it's a football season. Um, he's a roller coaster, man. It's just you got to ride it with him. So after the bye, the Bills are, I believe, 6-1 and one under McDermott. So I think we're going to be okay. Um, Allen has picked it up since starting the season slow. Is there anything else you want to see from, this, from our football team that you haven't seen yet? I think uh, all I want to see is that defense get back to dominant form. You know, uh, I really hope that the, that defensive performance in the beginning was not a fluke, I, I, which I don't believe that it was. I just think Derrick Henry is just that good of a running back. Um, but, you know, I just want to see them get back to that because I think with that happening and the way this offense has been playing, uh, that, that brings them back to, like, a very hard team to beat. Uh, but what I would really like to see improve that I've noticed is that the, the Bills not being able to punch it in 
in the end zone in the red zone uh, when we, we've scored on such big plays and Josh has been able to bomb it all over the field. And, but then when, when they get closer to the end zone, it, it seems like it, they're settling for field goals, you know, that's got to change. So I don't know if that's play calling or if Josh is missing reads there, which I don't think is technically the case. So I just think they need to get a little bit smarter with their play calling once they get down in the red zone to punch it in because the, some of these games, uh, we were in danger of it being a close game just because we had to settle for field goals since certain, certain drives. I can tell you against Kansas city, there, there were some opportunities where they decided to pass instead of run the football. And I, I understand that we're a pass happy football team. You have to run the ball every once in a while. You really do. But um, the one thing I want to see is just consistency on who's active and who's not. The defensive line has been kind of weird this year. Like Rousseau has picked it up going into the a couple weeks into the season, but Basham sometimes inactive, then Epineza sometimes inactive. I kind of just want to see, you know, a good rotation to, to stay in. I think the Bills are going to be okay. This is all the time we have for you guys today for the Built in Buffalo Network. This is Icy Mikes. I'm Dan Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Dan Kelly. Next week is the Halloween edition of Icy Mikes. May I mention? Mike, sign us off, buddy. Yeah, uh, again, my name is Mike Shimbersky. Twitter is uh, Mike Shimbersky at MIKOL2531. I cannot wait for next week. Uh, we'll have a great show for you then, too. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. And as always, guys, go Bills.